Hello and welcome to the podcast. I am so excited about people tuning in and I got a uh, request for a prayer cloth from someone in Nigeria, which I mailed it out and I believe God's going to heal this young man in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, let's go ahead and continue with our series on the Holy Spirit living in and through us. Today we're going to look at Acts chapter 4 and verse number 13. Each week is a 10-week series. We're looking at a chapter from the book of Acts, the first 10 chapters, taking a scripture from each of those chapters and, and looking how that the Holy Spirit was living through the individual that's described. So we're going to look at Acts chapter 4 today in verse 13, and it says, Now when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled, and they took notice of them that they had been with Jesus. Amen? (laughs) And so this is what I want to talk to you, is that I want to focus in this idea of boldness. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, they took note of this. They knew they had been with Jesus. See, the only way you can truly be bold in the Holy Spirit and, and speak the Word of God and the manifestation of the gifts or even just the manifestation of the Word in your life is if you've been with Jesus. You know, you've got to be with Him. You've got to be consistent in your prayer life. It's, it's you know, they say, oh, well, God understands I'm busy. Yeah, God understands you're busy, but don't then go expect the power of God to be operating in you. You have got to be disciplined. You know, I pray in the morning. Well, actually, I study and pray in the morning, but I, I really pray in the Spirit in the afternoon. And then, of course, I have a devotional before I go to bed. So I, and, and throughout the day, I'm praising God, fellowshipping, praying for people. I want to walk in the Holy Spirit. I want to live in the Spirit. This is a life that one must live for God. And I was reading Oswald Chambers in his uh, devotional, My Utmost for His Highest, and yesterday he said the details matter. So you might say, well, God understands, or, you know, I, uh, I'm right with God, he said. But there's something that you're doing that isn't right, and you're, you're, you're passing over it. And say, well, I'm forgiven. Oh, yeah, you are. But admit it and quit it. You know, that's really what we have to do. We have to come to the place, if we really truly have repented, that means that we don't do it anymore. <laughs> I mean, you might stumble or fall, and I just say, get back up again, and there's no condemnation in Christ. But tighten the walk, okay? Walk with God, pray, seek him, listen to his voice, so that you have something to give when someone comes to you. And when they look at you, and they behold your boldness in what you declare to them, they will definitely you know, say, what's with this guy? You know, he's been with Jesus. That's what's with him. And let me tell you about something that happened to me that really, I'm telling you, I got really bold on it. I'm still bold about it because when God does a supernatural miracle, it, it affects me. And I've had these miracles really throughout my life, and I'm humbled by it, and I'm so grateful for it. But uh, when I took over the church that I was a senior pastor for, they had like debt everywhere. They, there had been a split and um, just prior to the split, a couple years before, um, they had moved to a, a empty Kmart, they had it remodeled, looked beautiful, but it was like $2 million in debt. And this is 2012, the balloon was coming due, and I was the senior pastor. And because of the split in the church, the income had decreased. And Detroit was not a real favorable place to be in after that crash of 08. And so... We began to pray, 
and, and something rose up within me. I, I don't even know how to explain it. I, it's in, in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, it's called the gift of faith, when you just have a gifting to believe. I think it goes beyond even just your knowledge of the Word of God and believe in God. This is like a gift of the Holy Spirit to help you believe. And many people were praying about the debt. And people would come up to me, and they'd speak to me, and they'd say, God's going to forgive that debt. You know, and I'd look at them, and I'd say, do you, do you really think he's going to forgive that debt? That's $2 million, you know. And so I would say, Lord, I have to believe it because this is your people. This is your house. This isn't my house. You know, I would put it on God. And the more I cast that care on him, do you know the freer I got? And people began, don't you know that you're $2 million plus in debt? I said, well, this is God's problem, not mine, because we'll meet somewhere if we don't meet here. So the Comerica Bank came and met with me, and I said, well, what happens if I don't have the money? What what happens? Because the date was April 1st, and they said, well, we take all of your stuff, and we put it on Outer Drive, and we put yellow tape around the building, and you're not allowed to go in it anymore. And I said, oh, that's not very good. <laughs> she said, no, it isn't. So we began some negotiations, and... The glorious thing is that they forgave $1 million of the debt, and we um, were able to handle the other million. We, we did get a mortgage for the other million, and we're able to pay the monthly payments. I mean, it went down from 20000 a month to 10000 a month, and God provided, but something rose up inside of me. I was reading my journal the other day about when it happened and how we went to church, because we closed on, on March 27th, and I had gotten the eviction notice <laughs> in the mail. I mean, this thing was very real, and April 1st passed, and we were in there because we had gotten the mortgage. But that Sunday, we, we put up a plaque just like Joshua did when they marched through that Jordan River, and he made, put stones as a remembrance. We put a plaque in the lobby of that day. And I want to tell you something. You might be facing a Goliath. You might be facing a giant. But I am encouraging you to be bold in the Lord, to speak, and then cast that care on him and truly trust the Lord. And I believe the miraculous will happen. If he did it for me, he'll do it for you. But what you need to do is activate your faith. If you're worried and careful and, and really not believing, you're going to get nothing. A double-minded man doesn't receive anything. So why not believe? Why not say, yes, Lord, you did it for Pastor Frank, you'll do it for me. Maybe you're facing financial debt right now, maybe it's some other mountain, but I'm going to pray for you, and God's going to take that thing up and throw it into the sea. And you want to know why he said he's going to take it up and throw it into the sea? Because once it sinks into the sea, you can't see it anymore. It's gone. It becomes a plane. So, Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I say, grace, grace to that mountain in the listener's life. Be made a plane. You go in the name of Jesus, into the sea, that they will see it no more. It's gone. It vanished because of Almighty God in the name of Jesus. Amen. Take that. Listen to this again. Grab a hold of that by faith. Receive it. Therefore, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive, and you shall have it. I just feel like someone got a big need met. Ooh, praise God. And, and, and you better tell me about it. I want you to write me, frankjulian5 at gmail.com. I know God is working. This is the age of the miraculous because there's a great awakening coming and people will see the move of God and come to Christ. Amen? Okay, God bless you and tell a friend about the program. And please remember to tune in next week. We're going to be looking at some really neat stuff from Acts chapter 5. Bye for now.